0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Football? Bloody hell! Well, we've got an embarrassment of riches on the show tonight. First off, the gaffer, Martin Hellyer, joins us. Berk Jackson from the days of Gary Johnson is with us. As too is Stevie Collis. the Hilda is here. So am I. And we've got a fast recuperating Alex Fisher. So settle down, pour yourself a nice G&T and let's talk some football.
1: And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Football
0: Bloody Hell.
1: Yes, that voice that you can hear in the background will start as always with Mr. Aidy Hoffer. How are you doing, Aid?
0: Uh, well, after a slight crisis of confidence, not so bad now.
1: Excellent. Glad to hear it. And we're um, we're spoilt for for esteemed guests um, this evening. And we're going to start um, with uh, Yeovil Town striker, Mr Alex Fisher joins us. How are you doing, Alex? Yeah,
2: doing OK, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, good.
1: Excellent. Good to have um, you back. We also... And uh, going uh, backwards in time, if you don't mind me saying, we also have another striker connected to Yeovil Town in the form of Kirk Jackson. How are you doing, Kirk?
3: I, yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Good evening.
1: Excellent um representing um being in goal between the sticks we have mr steve collis who joins us how are you steve
4: yeah i'm fine thanks evening thanks for inviting me you're welcome
1: and uh lastly completing the set tonight on the podcast we have yeovil town chairman mr martin hellier joins us martin welcome back and thank you
5: good evening
0: pleasure thank you for having me oh we love having you martin we absolutely love it (laughs) He said, "Creeping around."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that in mind, um, the chairman pulls rank uh, on on these podcasts. So, um, I'm going to have to direct the questions um, to Mr. Hellier initially. Um, Martin, as we just touched on, thanks again for 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 coming on the show. Um, we've got around about I think it's about three weeks left. I think before the start of the Good new enough. season. Now, um, how do you feel? What, what kind of position do you feel yovo are in both on and off the pitch uh with those three weeks to go to the big kickoff
5: pretty good i would say i mean could always do have a little bit more time to do a few more improvements and a few more tweaks but if you look at things on the on the grand scale of where we might have been say six months ago or three months ago or i think what was possibly something like nine weeks ago um i think we've sort of moved things on a little bit um things are coming together at quite a, quite a parallel sort of sort of running with the off-the-pitch stuff in the stadium and the improvements, the player recruitment, I think the morale amongst the team, amongst the staff, amongst the fans, and the community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're feeling really, really blessed, really honoured to have sort of seemingly found quite a good course towards where we're going. And uh, as I say, you know, probably in a few extra days would be be be, uh, be wonderful at this stage but yeah I mean what we've done we've done I think people are going see are gonna see that they're gonna feel it you know compared to previous times and uh you know we must remind ourselves we've got the Monday to Friday in between games and so on to carry on our improvements it's a it's always a, a course of continual improvement so we're very happy at the, at the place we're at right now
1: and just from a playing perspective, Martin, how nice has it been, from your perspective, to to park all the off the field stuff just to one side and be able to get out there and watch uh, watch the Oval Town in action oh, as the new chairman?
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, in all the times doing up the stadium, we're we're you know we're doing up an empty stadium. Um, you know, a few of us around doing bits and pieces. But you know, when you when you see those fans starting to make their way up in their in their kit and so on. And, uh, you know, there's a bit of noise in there and a bit of activity. And uh, the feeling should be really good. Uh, yeah, morale couldn't be any better from from what I see. Um, certainly down to a few of my other colleagues to start popping a few balls in the goal. We sort of stop short there if you like. But hopefully we've set up a sort of uh, uh, stage and, you um, you can only, you know, it's very easy to forget things, but you can only imagine the, the kind of uh, weight of the world on their shoulders last season, particularly towards the end, and expecting them to come out and and kick a ball would have been, would have been something, I think. So, so, the feeling's great. We're, we're, we I think we couldn't be better place to go out there and, and do our best. And uh, I really think this time, everyone's going to be behind us, so the lads can concentrate on the football. And not the politics, or kind of diversity, kind of management stuff, and I'm not sure when they last got to enjoy that. But you know, it's over to them now, and it should feel a little bit lighter on their shoulders. I think.
0: Martin, how do you feel about the results that we've had so far? Because we've had, uh, I think it's, is it four wins and one defeat, something like that? I think I'm right.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> we're never under the illusion. It's a uh, it's a chance for the lads to sort of open their lungs up a bit and uh, and um, have some interesting games. Obviously, keeps gets to try out a few different combinations and see who works well together. And I think I think it's quite clear. New signings, existing players seem to be clicking well together. Um, I should imagine I should imagine some of those results uh, are attributed by just a general feeling of good morale and. Yeah, it's been some some good games. We get to see how people work together, a few different combinations and so on, um, a few uh, a few three G um, experiences and so on, which we can have a few more of this season. But I think, yeah, I mean, this is what it's about. It's about um, uh, Mark Cooper getting to try out different players, see how they work together, and so far so good. Going to drop the odd one now and then, I guess. So. Um, but that keeps us on our toes. You know, you've got to remember that some um, um, different, different, lower-level teams and so on. Um, so they'll be very ambitious. I should imagine it's quite a trophy to to uh, get one up on Yeovil, and we're obviously going to be experiencing that in in uh, in this league. You know, they'll be coming to what is almost like a colosseum to some of them. So to so, to, so to come away with a jovial scalp, I should think, will put a little bit of extra drive um, uh, in their, uh, you know, in their speed and so on. So, yeah, but again, it's um, it's been great to watch some football. It's been great just to feel the positive sort of morale for the players on the pitch. I think.
1: You mentioned Martin about the uh, the physical changes to to the stadium. Obviously, the next home game is going to be the highly anticipated game, as it is now, um, with Newport at, at Hewish Park. Um, what can supporters expect to see straight away in terms of changes that have happened over the summer?
5: I just think everything will feel fresh. It will seem different, you know. We because we've been doing it so long, it's uh, it's almost like one when someone says cool hasn't your kid grown and you say have they because you sort of you're with them every day and you're doing these little changes and you and you see it you know you, you get used to it but we've had a couple of visitors recently who who are somewhat astounded by the changes and and i guess we've grown used to it and we're just doing what we do as a group or as a sort of mantra that we have within the group of of, of, of pride and everything we do and and uh there was certainly a lot of pride needed putting in that place. You know, we're catching up on 33 years of neglect almost in that place. So, you know, uh, having a crack at it for nine weeks is is, is you know been quite a tall order. Um, so, I think they'll see. I think they'll see those improvements. I think they'll feel. I think the biggest thing is what they feel. And truly, you know, I, I like to consider we've removed probably most most things that people were concerned about. You know, whether it's big things like. You know the uh, sort of ambiguous kind of land deals and mystery and things like that. Mm. We've, we've we've ensured we've communicated right from the start. I think they'll see the spring and the step of all the players. I think they'll. See, I think that will reflect in the football. I certainly think it has done in the in the in the uh, pre-season friendlies. And I think there's just a a collective kind of uh, feel-good factor that that is tangible. And um, I think I think they'll see that tomorrow night for sure.
0: Alex, can I just dive in quickly a minute? Because I know you've got to shoot off and do your studying you know, or whatever it is you want to do. So um, everybody wants to know first and foremost, how's the leg?
2: Yeah, it's 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 getting there. Thank you. Um, I have still quite a way to go, unfortunately, until I can competitively train and therefore play again. Um, was with the hospital a couple of weeks ago for a scan and hoping to have my uh, the frame removed, but they said it was a few weeks too soon. So I go back in uh, sometime next week, no scan. I get my frame off, uh, but then I start like a fresh sort of three to five months process uh, to get back to physically playing football again um, to a position where I can like competitively play I can do a lot of stuff probably two months post removal of the frame um, but the bone won't necessarily be strong enough or calcified enough to take a hit in a tackle for example so I'll feel like I'm probably further along than I am and I'm doing loads at the moment which is great because it's quite stimulating when you're the alternative was just to be stuck in a cast for six months and Probably not play again. So um, to be giving what feels like a second off chance is um, something I'll take with both hands when the time comes.
0: And um, how have you coped mentally? I, I don't mean you're going around the bend, but I mean I know it's a it's a bit of a, a task, isn't it, when you've got sort of months ahead of you and you can't mm-hmm. actually play. I mean, is it is it getting to you, or are you coping okay? Uh,
2: I mean, I kind of as soon as it happened, I I knew it was going to be very long term. So. I kind of blocked that out from the beginning and because I know I physically can't do anything about that until sort of November, probably at the, at the earliest it's quite easy for me to sort of compartmentalize that and just focus on what I can control. And the perk of the operation I had and this, this frame that was put on my leg allowed me to wait bear 12 hours after the operation. Um, not comfortably. It took a couple of weeks before the swelling and stuff went down at least, but um You know, less this week I've been I've been running. I'm doing squats. I'm I'm doing everything that anything anyone else can do. I just uh, (laughs) I just can't do. I just can't kick a ball around yet. Um, And that so the frame has allowed me to basically live a normal life whilst the breaks have healed. Um, And now they're pretty much at a point position where I can support my own weights. It's just starting the next stage of the recovery. So. I've always had things to focus on and, and small goals and things like that make a a big difference for your mental well being.
0: Mr. Chairman, I suppose it's, a, it's, it's not the sort of ideal start to lose one of your best players, uh, to such an injury, but uh, it sounds like he's doing okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, considering if we all think back to, to, to that afternoon, pretty, pretty horrific by any standards. I mean, um, one will put their hand up and say, you know, yeah, it's a good thing in any way, shape, or form. But you know, Alex is—you uh, know—I um, don't need to uh, sort of promote his uh, abilities as far as the Oval Town goes. He's um, comes from a consummate professional as as far as that goes, and you know, these things happen. The important thing is that the club supports him as much as it can. Clearly, the fan base does, and you know. However long that takes uh, for it to be a perfectly comfortable situation for alex to, to come back is is, is is when it will be he's certainly under no undue pressure from us and you know he would he would be aware as well of any as, as well as anyone that returning early and causing any risk to that would be a would be a, a very sort of short term foolish thing that could result in a very long term um problem at all um I think he's dealt remarkably well as he's obviously illustrated with the, with the mental aspects of it. I mean, you know, you can't understate the effect that that can have on, on, on any footballer. Um, So, you know, credit where it's due and hats off there. But I think, I think it's all about definitely having the support network and, and, and not feeling any undue pressure. Um, Plenty of people will say when's Alex back and so on and, and that's what they want they ask me a lot of things but um, you know we're looking forward to to when Alex comes back at, at, at the correct time and, and you know without any undue pressure
0: Dave if I could just butt in for a few more minutes because uh, of course poor old Kirk and Steve they're, they're any use of my voice really over all these years so <laughs> I just want to and first of all I want to drop Kirk right in it um, are you on strike? I'm on strike yeah because you do is work this a, the, the railways, don't this, you? <laughs> there's
3: a lot of there's a lot of jobs in rail railway. H. Uh, no, I'm not. And I'm I'm a contractor, H. I'm a mercenary. Mate. Don't worry about that. Oh,
0: uh, I, well, you used to be on the railways, didn't you? I
3: am. I, I do work in. I do work in. I still work in the industry, but um, I work in. I work in telecoms. I'm not. A tra- I don't. I don't drive trains, Harry.
0: Oh well, I was going to get my wife in because she's been completely. Um, uh, totally sort of uh, mixed up because of strikes or one thing or another, but I, I, I will, I, I won't do that because that would be really unfair. You know? Well, rest
3: assured, it's not down to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that, mate. I know that. <laughs> Stevie, how about you? How the fish?
4: Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, still alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not, the... Ori- not the original ones that we uh, <laughs> took photos of twenty years ago, but no, uh, uh, I've still got some, yeah.
0: Yeah, I always remember that when I did that interview, and you said, "Yeah, I keep fish." What fish?
4: <laughs> well, the whole theme—the whole theme was fish keeper, wasn't it? Yeah, so I thought, yeah. Oh,
0: it was quite good. yeah. Well, we come up with those sort of wonderful ideas like that. Occasionally, <laughs> it was just the same with DIY with Kirk. We we had to go around. Who was it? Wicks, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> one one of the... That's
3: my worst. That was my worst experience in Yorville. Was it?
0: <laughs> Being up a ladder, holding yeah, a well. painting. It made for yeah, a change well, for the day, didn't it? Let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> made for the yeah.
1: Day. Right, okay, Dave, over to you, mate. <laughs> no worries. I realise that we've only got Alex for a little bit longer. So yeah. I just wanted to to ask you, um with the with the new regime that we've got and there is a you know, there's a new energy about the place, uh, going into a new season, a new division, has it made it more difficult? to know that you're not able to stake a claim when everyone's got this excitement around the place until possibly six months into the season when it would have started to take shape?
2: I mean, yeah, I guess you're
1: kind of one step removed
2: from the playing side of things for a while. You you don't necessarily uh, have that level of physical involvement into the team um, as much as obviously you would like to. What I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, and I don't want to sort of be speaking too soon or, or sound um, getting too ahead of myself, but if I can hopefully make the re- return that I would like to, it would hopefully add just a fresh impetus at a time when, you know, the weather's not the best and there might be a few injuries and stuff. And, you know, I'd like to try and think it would be hopefully like a almost like a new signing coming back because it would be pushing sort of nine months since the injury took place. Um, and... You know, depending on how the club's doing, then you know, hopefully it'll be right at the top, and it will be pushing to be you know top by 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 January. So um, yeah, there's uh, there's certainly a lot of competition in a lot of places, which I think there was a maybe an element that we lacked last year, and uh, there's certainly no real hiding place for anyone, and nor do I think a club like Yeovil should there be. Um, and I think the changes that have happened over the last few weeks have really shown that and that sort of feeling of togetherness and camaraderie that we've sort of quoted so far is is very much there and it's nice to see it it is a nice place to be around it so you, you you look forward to going in and seeing people and having the you know the chats that you have and the, it's a little bit hard sometimes cause you do want to then get involved in training when they're chatting about what's happened in training and you're the guy that's just sort of listening in you you can sometimes be a bit like oh, i do miss that but um yeah, it's, uh, it's a great vibe that we got around the place and I think that's all you can ask for. And the rest is kind of up to us to then start delivering the results.
1: And you're quite happy to, to take on that challenge, of course, particularly in your position when you see that um, the Oval have been able to bring in quite a few... Um, strikers and forward players in the windows so far that you're still happy to take on that challenge? I no, it can't be easy in your position to see um, new blood, particularly at the front of the pitch, come into the dressing room.
2: Well, it's kind of win-win, really. I think the older you get, you still have that same level of competition as you've always had. But I think you have, maybe you have a different frame of mind where You really do feel that the success of the team does come before the individual success of the player, which I think when you're younger, and if I'm being honest, I think most players have and therefore can get a bit selfish. You know, competition's great. Um, No no qualms with it. I think the people that we've brought in aren't just good people for the pitch, but good people for the changing room. And that's worth just as many points in its own right than it would be um, if you just got someone that might be great for a game or two, but might be a bad egg around the place. So, you know, it's it's been it's been very. You can see it's been very thoroughly thought through. Tick
0: for
5: the chairman. Tick, Sorry, was that a tick for the chairman? Oh well,
1: I'll take them where they're going. <laughs> sticking sticking with you, Martin, with regards to um, transfer business, etc. We did see that um, it was announced earlier on today, as we record this. That Sonny Low Everton has um, signed on. For the new season, again, a player who's had um, experience of being at Yeovil Town um, before. Mark Cooper's obviously um, brought Rhys Murphy back as well, Martin. Was it important that these players that have been identified did have experience of Yeovil before? Or has that just happened to be circumstance um, mixed in with a player who happened to be available and identified by the manager?
5: I think I
2: don't know if before I answer that Alex wants to pop off because I'm concerned that might might drag on for a few minutes. I'm I'll <laughs> oh, sure. well, This just is a, a bit where he says going to was, you was, drop you now. <laughs> I, was I, it, <laughs> um, I was just typing, so don't to interrupt. I'm going to have to shoot off in the background. That's all right, um, Alex. It's
1: great to yeah. catch up. mate. No, I'm glad thanks to so much for being here. Really uh,
2: nice to see you guys. We'll, well, well, well. we'll, we'll get you on again soon. Don't worry, Alex. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of it. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Alex
5: uh yes yeah, so so um, in answer to your question dave really in, in essence, for me to answer the simple answer would be it was whatever uh Mark Cooper felt uh was the right thing, and that's been the massively important thing for me um from the start of course you know i'm I'm acutely aware aware of um if there's you know really positive connotations with the fans with regards to you know, their excitement and so on. But first and foremost, it's not about being some sort of PR show. It's been about um, letting Koops choose exactly the players he wants. Um, he will propose them. There's obviously budgets and costs involved. But but first and foremost, it's, it's really important that I absolutely let the manager make his signings. Um, the important thing for me is to remove any shackles or... Any sort of animosity or bad stuff from previously, so that he can do that, and so that he can be judged at the end of the season on 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 those choices. But I mean, from from what I'm seeing in training, what I'm picking up from fans, what I'm hearing from Marcus, he's he is making those he's making those right choices. And I'm not sure if he's been in a truly clear sort of uh, area to be able to do that since his time at Yeovil, or at least uh, not for very long, if he. Mm-hmm chance and so you know it's it's I'm, i'm i'm i guess i'm just one of those fans it's 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 um you know really excited about the signings he's making um but you know it's really hands off for me on on that side of things apart from what they all add up to and and sort of how well they do when they get out there but that's really you know this is um you know i made the observation the other day and although we're not sort of playing football yet is you know the the negative comments that were floating around about Coops the end of last season have, have, have certainly dissipated, and and I think it's the first time he's and I think he's had some patience and all of that. It's the first time that he's been able to, you know, sort of get and get an armory of players up together that that he he sees are the right choices. And so far from feedback, it certainly seems that way. We all knew we needed to bolster um, the upfront positions. And, you know, that's not to take our eye off uh, yeah, um, uh, sort of wing back in defensive positions. But listen, he's doing the things he would have done had he had the resource to do it. And so so it, 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 it's it's really good for us. It's humbling to let him do that and to sit back and watch. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see a little post-match interview from one of the pre-seasons. Mark looks a different man. You know, he did... I'm sure he smiled. I saw him. Um, <laughs> he's got eye to his cheeks, and he's and he's happy, and he's doing his thing. And that's what anyone that's in a job needs to be able to do their job and have the tools to do their job. And and really, that's 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 where we've made it happen. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's doing the right thing.
1: Stephen Kirk, I want to want to bring you boys in now. Um Kirk, I'll start with you. Um... Do you still keep an eye on what's happening at Yeovil and have you been um, up to speed, I guess for want of a better term, of what's been happening with the club over the last, particularly the last 18 months, two years, but then obviously from the last 10 years going further back than that? Yeah, I think
3: <clears throat> I, I, I managed to get myself onto uh, one, of the, one of the social media groups. Um, I don't know how, but um, so I did see quite a lot. That were going off at the club, and yeah, I, I read, I read the, you know, what was going on. Um, so
1: that's always I, a good place to
3: gauge the. I, sort of, uh, <laughs> I gauged, sort of ignored gauge the thoughts I, and ignored, <laughs> I ignored the most of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, and and it's ju- it'd just be great now if if they can, you know, under the new um, circumstances, if, if it'd be great to see some results coming in and giving giving Mark Cooper a good chance to have a have a, have a proper go at it and. Have some success and get you know start to build for the future, and and see if we can get back to sort of um, where we were twenty years ago. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't honestly. Steve Steve looks actually the same twenty years ago as he does <laughs> he today. He does, doesn't he? I'll I agree with that. I don't, I don't. actually. I'm going to actually say it's disgusting how well he looks, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, but in all honesty, I have I have seen what's been happening and kept kept up with it a little bit. I've not really seen what's happened pre season, if I'm honest. But it sounds like they're going in the right direction with with the games and the wins. Um, and obviously, listening to um, the chairman talk about new signings, um, and I, I suppose proof will be in the pudding um, once the season starts. It's always good. We all know that. You, you, every, every, every manager, chairman, owner, will always say we'll take it one game at a time. But realistically, we all know that you'll, you'll, you'll look at the first six games of the season, and you'll want points on the board um, as many as possible um, to try and to try and get that pressure on other teams. Um, that's that's where that's why we I think I, we always looked or I I always looked at it. and But yeah, start of the season, it's so important to to hit the ground running. Um, and I'm sure you know, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they will do that i think um you know with the ethos of the club and it's um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 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 hoping for a really positive positive start and, and see some good results
0: looking back um can, can you what would you say was your your greatest moment with the green and white on? I know it's a long time to go what, back, but
3: what was my greatest moment
0: yeah
3: yeah yeah <sighs> um I think I think to be quite honest with you, um, obviously, ob- Doncaster was Doncaster away was a strange one, Harry, because it was probably the strangest. Not it was it was good because we obviously found out we won the league, but we found out we won the league half an hour before we kicked off.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: so, but knowing that you've actually got got to, got over the line, I think that was the, the best one of the best moments. The, the other thing as well for me was obviously I was a Liverpool fan. So playing Liverpool obviously was up there. Although we didn't get the result, I managed to um, knock on the dressing room door after the game and speak to Gerard Houllier and get a couple of shirts for, for the guys who've not got them. So moments like that, they're special moments. But um, but yeah, for me that that winning the league, making sure we got over the line because that's we worked so hard to get get to that position. Um, and obviously it, it, the history of it. Um, Getting the getting getting into the football league um, was was just immense, really. So, so yeah. But I could talk I could talk about several, but uh, I'll
4: I'll leave it with that. <laughs> what
0: about you, Stevie?
4: So um, obviously I follow a little bit on uh, social media from afar. Um, obviously I can see what's happening with the stadium. It looks fantastic. Uh, obviously my job now with uh, Oldham. Um, I think there's a few parallels with the with the two clubs. To be honest, I think. Um, as much as we don't like to say it, there's been a decline at, uh, at both clubs. Uh, obviously now, uh, both with new owners, new ideas, um, and I think it's I think it's important um, that what I've seen at the club. Obviously, you've got new dugouts, all the seats have been refreshed, the pitch looks great. I think that's a real uh, start because at the end of the day, that's your home. That's where fans pay the money to come and. Uh, uh, to come and watch the team. and uh, I think it's really important that you get those things uh, looking well. As I say, it's, it's your home, so uh, another tick for the chairman. <laughs> Doing
5: well tonight.
4: <laughs> in terms of memories, I think, that I mean, uh, obviously, obviously I was there for five years. I think that there's so many in, in, in that period. Uh, like Kirk said, uh, getting into the Football League was obviously massive at the time. Uh, I think obviously promotion to to League One as well was was fantastic, but um, it's it's really hard to pinpoint any particular game. I think it was just the general feel of the squad and the boys, and and I mean there wasn't too many low points in that in that time. Um, so I think generally it was just it was just a great sort of period in the club's history. Um, so yeah, it's difficult to pinpoint pinpoint one moment.
0: It was from when I started, Steve. That's when it all started, mate.
4: Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: And then we moved on from there. 2002. (laughs) I'm
4: trying to do interviews in uh, pet shops and DIY stores. Yeah, uh... Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, don't
3: bring that back. Don't bring that
4: back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's quite similar at Three Valleys Radio, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aid, are you going to claim that the decline of Yeovil also (laughs) coincided with when you left the club
0: well it wouldn't really be for me to say such a thing as that but uh, (laughs) it's not a bad point but no I'm I'm only joking
1: Um, Steve just um, for clarity of the listeners there so you're currently a goalkeeping coach up at Oldham is that correct?
4: Yeah that's why I'm the first team uh, goalkeeping coach uh, at Oldham now so yeah
1: How are you enjoying that? Have you been there long?
4: Yeah, so this is my third year now. Um, obviously, like I alluded to earlier, there's been a, probably a, a decline at Oldham uh, for the last couple of years. But in, in the last year, we've got new owners, uh, new outlook, um, and things are definitely moving in the right direction. Um, they've just spent a million pounds on a new pitch. Uh, they're making improvements to the to the stadium, like I said. Um, there's been a, an injection in terms of uh, the playing squad, signing signing new players. Uh, and things are, are really looking uh, looking up, uh, older now. And it's, um, it's really a nice place to work. And I enjoy going in every day. And uh, uh, I'm enjoying my working uh, week there.
0: It's not too hot in the winter, though, is it?
4: Tem- no, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the nickname is Ice Station Zebra. So yeah. that gives you some sort of. Uh, yeah. Uh. Indication of uh, the climate at Oldham, but uh, yeah, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly very cold in the winter.
0: I can remember the times I've set, uh, taking pictures and freezing my uh, extremities mm-hmm. off, I can assure you it was terrible. It's not so bad <laughs> that you've got that new stand up, though, is it? That's cut, yeah, cut that's the wind weird. coming in a little bit.
1: <laughs> and Martin, just swinging it back um, to your good self. So, with only three weeks left to go before the big kickoff as i alluded to um at the start i think i'm right in saying that um the transfer window goes past with the opening um day's kickoff time does um has mark cooper set out to you whether or not he'd like to try in an ideal world to get everything sorted by that by the time that I the hemel Hempstead game kicks yeah, off
5: i mean i think you could you could say so relatively swollen team now to be honest. I mean you'd be surprised Mark doesn't really tell me too much at all until he wants to do it. Um which is probably a good way of doing things. Um he'll always be he's always looking at it and looking to optimise it. Um he's, he's, he said himself he's not a great fan of having uh too many lone players. Um I think, you know, when we've when we've done the odd thing it might have exposed a little gap sort of, Wing back or someone like that. Mark seems to fill it with the right person very quickly. Um, he's always he's always looking to optimise things, and dependent on how uh, how things turn out in training or how they play together and so on. But I would I mean I would say he's he's pretty much there in in uh, my own opinion. My own opinion, but that's his that's his area again. I think you know we're certainly mostly there. I should think. Um, Everybody's disappointed
1: to hear that, I don't know. But that's my... <laughs> um, unfortunately, we do have some sad news to talk about as well on tonight's show because it was, uh, the news did broke earlier on today that unfortunately uh, Trevor Francis has passed away. Obviously, the well-known for the first million-pound player. um Ade, I'll come to you because um, that wasn't, wasn't great hearing when uh, the news broke earlier on today.
0: No, it's very sad, really, and, you know, quite a quite an iconic figure, being the first million-town player. Um, you know, I think the fact that Harry Kane, they want half a million for, or whatever it is, uh, you know, it's what do I say half a million, 50, what do they want, a hundred million, don't they? Um, you know, it's indicative, you can blame Brian Clough, really, because the moment he did that, the whole thing went right off the rails, didn't it, really? Within about, what, three or four months, there was another one, um, what was his name? Paid for Wall Steve, Phillips, was it, Steve? No, Steve. Harry, Harry.
3: Yeah, so Trevor, Fran- Trevor Francis gave me my first professional contract. Yeah,
0: did
3: he? At Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, he yeah. was my manager. My manager when I joined Sheffield Wednesday in 1993. Um, I signed a two-year apprenticeship, and then he gave me a, he gave me my years pro uh, first year uh, first year pro. Um, what what an unbelievable man he yeah. was! Um, such a nice guy, but what I'm, what I'm sort of alluding to is here. I think he was thirty. He was sixty-nine, wasn't he? He yeah. died today. Obviously, yeah. sixty-nine. Yeah. I think he'd have been just under just under forty when he was doing the job. He was the best player, probably other than Waddle in the team. Really. What this? The things he did in training, in the games, was absolutely phenomenal. He was it was superb. Um, but a, a, a really great guy. Like it's such a such a sad time. But. Um, and I don't really want to go on about it too much, but one of his first things he ever spoke to me about, I passed him in the in the corridor in the in the at the ground. And he asked me if I'd clean his car. And he gave me the keys to this Mercedes. And he said it's just outside the players entrance. Would you mind just giving it clean? I said, No, no, absolutely. I was sixteen year old at the time. And um I, I got in the car and had a car phone. And I had to ring my mum. I had to. I just had to take the opportunity, and I ended up cleaning his car. But while I was doing it, I was ringing my mum, saying, "You're not going to believe where I am. I'm in the Gaffer's car." And she, she had a proper, she had a right go at me and said, "Put the phone down. It's going to be costing him a fortune." I was like, "I don't think he's too bothered about that." But, uh, but no, he was a um, really nice guy, unbelievable player. Such such a sad thing, but um, yeah, it's uh, it is sad news. Yeah. Did you have any? That says you had any
4: deals did
0: you
4: no, um uh, no, unfortunately not. Um yeah, just very sad news, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. Young young at sixty nine, obviously uh scored the iconic goal, didn't he, for for Forrest from the uh, the header at the back post with the uh, when he fell onto the uh, I think it's the shot put circle, was it? Well, um, you you, yeah, you so... would have
0: left um Forrest by the time he came there, would
4: you? <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. years later, yeah. Yeah. Um but also also, I, I mean, I remember him as a as a commentator as well. Quite a sort of iconic voice on the on the TV commentating on games. So, yeah, very sad. Mm.
1: And Mark, Martin, from from yourself, obviously a, a, a just a giant of the game that we've we've lost today.
5: Yeah, totally. as as, as, uh, as Steve touched on, you know. Commenting voice that you grow used to as a, a, a giant of the game and i mean you know for, for, for all my opinion i mean kirk's actually had sort of face to face experience with him as a it's a you know in a in a in a sort of working relationship so it must be you know quite quite a seismic blow in in, in that respect but yeah i mean you know it's an inevitability with, with everyone i suppose but it makes it nonetheless sort of impactful and and yeah a, a a name, you know, utterly synonymous with the game. So, you know, quite, quite, a, quite a few heavy arts tonight, I should think, for sure. When
0: you, when you look back on that Forest team that uh, won the European Cup twice, I mean, you know, you had Clough at the, at the top of it and you had Trevor Francis scoring goals, you had um, Martin O'Neill there, you had uh, Peter Shilton there. I mean, it was a fantastic side, really, looking back on it. Uh-huh
1: so i so i've read hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well it was like it. i could i bet john mcgovern actually down at yeovil actually he came down to do i think yeah he must have come down when we played forest in the, in the years when we were in the same division and um yeah he was a lovely bloke actually chatty and you know um and a real character a real character but there we go anyway Moving on. Well, you mentioned
1: about you mentioned about um, Trevor Francis being the first million-pound player because I'm sure you boys might have seen today that um, with all this new uh, found interest from Saudi Arabia that um, the new world record bid that's been put in today has been launched um, by Al Hilal of 300 million euros for Kylian and Um <laughs> Kirk I'll start with you. I see you shaking your head there. I mean <laughs> this is just this is just I, I I can't even find the right word to even finish that sentence well,
3: to be quite honest with you I heard it I heard it this afternoon uh, if, if I'm allowed to say on talks for um, oh, well, um, oh, sorry, sorry, but... sorry just on this other radio Yeah. <laughs> but what I will say is I know that's an uh, astronomical figure, but for one year. His deal is his deal is suggested to be seven hundred million mm. for one year. I mean, we we, we can, I mean, you can talk about this all, all day long. But my main concern with it all will be when they start to when they do start to take um, not not Mbappe because he's just a phenomenon. But once the younger players start to go, it's all right now where your Endersons are going and people are looking at sort of that stage of the careers. Now they're starting to really attract the younger element, and I think that's where that's where the issues, especially for the premier league will 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 start um and I think the Peterborough chairman was on 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 the show um and he and he and he came he just said and he's right, he's absolutely right everybody's got a price um and if if it starts and they start throwing the money around like they are doing then uh we could quickly see. Between 20 and 30 players have gone, I think, to, to date. And I think very quickly in next month, two month, that figure might be around 60, 70. Because,
4: um, like you said, everybody's got the price. I think you mentioned there that it potentially could be a threat to the Premier League. I think it, it's only going to become a threat to the, to the Premier League if you can actually watch the games. I think if they're gonna start um, I don't know streaming it or you have an app where you can potentially view it I think that's when you'll 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 really see what what the what the Saudi League is all about um, up until that point I'm not sure it's threatening the Premier League too much um, but like I say if they if they if it's visible and you can and you can watch the then, game then
3: well uh, there's not there's no there's no doubt in my mind Steve that with the Type of player they're attracting. I mean, this is a billion pound. This the deal's worth a billion pound. So I agree. Ma, I mean, the, I mean, the, me the TV rights. The TV, they'll they'll find a way by a crook to allow people all over the globe to to watch to watch this. Um, and people may say, well, I'm not going to watch it, but it's one of them things again. If it's there for people to watch, then then it it will it will get uh, viewed.
0: We haven't seen much of CR7 since he went over there. To be fair, have we? I mean, it has been there for what? Isn't it? To be quite time? honest with
3: you, Harry, I think. I mean, I'm not for it. I've got to say that. I'm, I don't. I don't like it. But with Ronaldo going across there, it's in its infancy. It's in its infancy. It's only just starting. This this snowball will be uh, a boulder very shortly. Um, and whether you know, it's 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 all based on opinion. Then, isn't it? Whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or. Whether it's going to affect people or whatnot, you know. Um, like I say, I think I think the most, the most. Like me and Steve were just talking whether it affects the Premier League and how it affects it. But for one, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I've just I've just got three season tickets to Sheffield United, my local team, and purely for the fact to get my little boy to watch as many Premier League stars as he possibly can. Fortunately, the Sheffield United manager is a friend of mine, so I, I'd want him to win every game. I'm not a blade. I'm not a United fan it just happens that he's, he's a mate of mine. So, whatever that fact's on, I'm happy, but it's just the fact I got the season tickets to let Louis, my little boy, uh, and my daughter as well, she plays football as well, to see these Premier League stars, and that's why I did it. And, and if I feel like this will then attract a lot of stars away from the Premier League.
0: What do you
5: think, Martin, oh. on the money side of it? How do I see it? Yeah. I think... It's a, it's a it's a sort of double edged thing, isn't it? I mean, losing players from the Premiership to there. Well, if that's done in some sort of evenly spread thing throughout the Premiership, you could say, well, were well, they're all still roughly at the same level. But you know, the, the Saudis and so on, they aren't just they aren't just spaffing a billion. They aren't you know they are business people at the end of the day. And um, you know, as Kurt was saying, they will be they will be aiming to monetize that and get some return on that. They'll certainly be looking to set up television rights and deals and so on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the numbers are so astronomical. Um, yeah, they're very rich countries doing it, but they're not stupid countries either. They're business at the end of the day. And they'll be looking to create something which which ultimately, you know, in my opinion, at least, pales the, pales the uh, Premier League into insignificance if they if they do it for big enough numbers and they do it long enough and they create something which is, uh, you know, people going to watch and people will watch it. But again, you know, you get this from the top down to the bottom. There isn't really heavy enough legislation or control in these things. Um, as as, as uh, one of you guys said, you know, anyone can be bought a price for anything. And, of course, you know, ultimately, why wouldn't they? But it, it, the whole thing will ultimately... You know, you've got to think about how you watch football with the kid on T V and the matches and so on. You know, this is this is an era now where potentially it will skew that for young generations and you know, to to what end eventually I don't know. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be a, a different landscape in the next you know, five, ten years maybe, because they'll look to massively monetize those investments and they'll do that through Media rights and TV and subscriptions and blah 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 on and on. So yeah, it's it's it's. I, I don't think anyone anywhere is going to refer to it as a positive thing.
3: Well, it's it's already happening with with live golf as well, isn't it? And with the boxing, they're not Absolutely. just they're not just they're not just targeting football. It's,
5: it's not. It's now. It's now. It's now. It's the you know the, the sport is a thin bit and the razzmatazz and the and the uh, you know the merchandising and the television rights and all this thing. Sponsorship and so on outweigh the actual sport that's happening, and and that's that, that's fact. And it's you're seeing it quite 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 rightly k- across all sports now. It's becoming a I don't want to say an Americanising, but a very a very um, show busy business like thing, with a little bit of sport in the middle of it. And massively, you know, the balance of you know when it was all about the football and a few sponsorship boards and so on and so on. Um, I think a balance was there somewhere, but now it, it just becomes a, a got huge media conglomerates and so on that are buying into all this stuff and turning it more into I don't know, like the bloody X Factor or something. Rather, say,
3: I've got to say I totally agree. And I went to a few games last year. I went to the Etihad to watch uh, Manchester City, Arsenal, and the FA Cup, and the light show before the game was absolutely yeah. spectacular. Yeah, it was like honestly, it was like a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, You're totally right what you say. I know you mentioned not being Americanized, but it feels like it doesn't. Everything's everything's a lot grander. um, Absolutely, you know. I
5: I, I mean, you know, on a on a a far tiny, tiny, tiniest other end of the scale, you Oh, we're doing a bit, bit of this, bit of that, and buying players, and some other teams within the league might think, "Oh, you know, you're you're doing that." But but it's so polarized. Up the other end, it's so astronomically out of proportion. Yeah. I mean, he took that a million quid in a year. I mean, it's, it's just like, we're talking <laughs> about one guy. Um, yeah. But they will, I think, you know, and in, at in, in the end of it, at the end of it, they're, they're doing it through, through their admiration, the football league system that we've created and successfully done all this time. You know, we've all done all the hard work and laid out the blueprint. And, yeah. and it's almost like they're taking that and just absolutely, you know dare i say sort of bastardizing it to their own to their own to their own end so as i said my opinion is it would be a very very different landscape in the next five ten years as to what you yeah. knew growing up is what martin
1: the- martin it must make you feel good knowing that with these astronomical figures that we're talking about that you're chairman of a Proper spit and sawdust, belt yep. and braces football club.
5: Well, I think <laughs> I think at least you get to prove it with the resources you've got, and and I think we, I think we've been relatively modest in the, in the resource so far that we've applied to the club. Um, and who you know, it, it would almost be like being in charge of a of a of a media outlet or a media operation than a, a sports club when you're talking about at the other end what they're doing. Um, you know um Saudi Arabia and stuff like that um that's it it's it's just not that's not football that's that's chucking a lot of money at something to make it work, but beyond extreme um, can
1: we expect to see a a hewish Park light show anytime soon?
5: Well, I should think you know. <laughs> It's it's enough to keep the lights on at all. There's why why not? You know, (laughs) uh, you can do that with your with your uh, light on your phone if enough of you do it. (laughs) We are going to eat anything they're doing. Surely,
3: surely with a promotion, surely with a promotion, there's got to be some form of light show. Oh, there'll be
5: some, (laughs) and and then some. some. (laughs) So, so you know, everything in moderation and so on, and um, yeah, and it's also about. It's also about doing that because you've gradually stepped it up and achieved it, but not just buying in something and creating Ooh. it from the outset because you admire what we've been doing for, for decades, hundred years or something. So, so yeah, it's all a bit. It it can all get a little bit, bit crass and a bit sort of razzmatazzy. But that's that's the world we live in. It's usually driven by, by sort of big, big media conglomerates that really want to get some. Um, it's some clicks and likes and exposure and all the merchandising and everything goes with it so yeah it's just a whole new it's a whole new ball game.
0: Sure. Martin talking about money um, as a club your your new um, board member and uh, commercial manager he seems to be doing a pretty good job I see you've got some pretty heavyweight um, new sponsors coming into the club
5: yeah, totally. I mean, again, if you could, if you compare Mark Robinson to Mark Cooper, it's a very similar situation. I mean, you would want to be in Mark's position at the end of last season, potentially in this season, if if I hadn't come along, trying to trying to convince local businesses to to support our club. Um, I think you know it's, that's not to detract from Mark's skills as far as you know, portraying the club positively and engaging with local businesses, but it's not a job i would have wanted last season and you know i think all these things are, are, are cogs in a in a machine you know so so you know if if you think we're providing the resource mark's choosing good players fans are excited about everything all of that is is certainly helping mark you know present present opportunities to local businesses that i think he would have struggled to believe in himself to be honest with you so yeah, he's got a new lease of life. He's running around twice as fast and looks twice as tired as when I come along. But that can only be a that can only be a good thing. You know, he's taken it in his stride. He's a the big lad, so he's got big strides. Um, but he's he's got a new lease of life. He's energised. He seems to be enjoying it from from what I can see. And um, yeah, he's doing a he's doing an absolute stunning job. I mean, we're we're you know above and beyond any targets with regards to. Um, Advertising and so on, and the level of client coming on, and 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 more importantly, those clients are coming to us um, a huge amount of time. So that would not have been an easy sell last year by any means. And uh, as I said, if if uh, if we'd been relegated and perhaps still had the same ownership, I don't think I don't think he'd even stick around or even try and uh, uh, do that job. So yeah, hats off to Mark as a It's That's good. It's good, Dave.
1: Martin, are you are you happy with with where everything is up to this point? Like obviously you've got you'll have long term goals, but is there short term milestones um, leading up to those long term goals? I are you think happy I'm really with where up. you are right now on yeah. the 25th Yeah,
5: season? I mean we took ownership of the club if you take the Monday, forget about the weekend, we took ownership of the club I think the fifteenth of May. Um, by my reckoning, what, well now about nine weeks or something. Um, 10 weeks at the most. If someone had said back then, if they illustrated to me back then where we are now and, and somehow showed me or explained, I think the biggest thing would have been the turnaround in in the team morale, in, uh, in, the, in the feeling of the fans and so on. It's the untangibles, really, that are the biggest wins on this. Look, anyone can go out and put a lick of paint on a building. Okay, that's easy wins. The hardest thing is to change the whole mindset of an entire fan base and uh, team and staff into something that's that's positive and so you know it's, it's if 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 i've contributed to that in any way it's it's very humbling it's a great pleasure but um we saw what needed to be done and it was the only way it could be done we didn't want to start off three quarters there or halfway there or we've done this but actually you, you know, know there's also this hanging around there's no way we could have done it um, if we hadn't gone in so robustly and so determined. But driving that determination was was was, was a completely demoralised fan base and, and players and coupes and so on. So that was a driving enough force for us.
1: Have you had to, um, for want of a better phrase, strip back any plans at all? What I mean by that is, like you've just said there, you identify the easy wins that you can do to start with. And I'd imagine and I'm sure that when somebody comes in, you've also got um, your ideas for the smaller things as well as the bigger things. But it might be a case of, well, hey, we don't need that bigger thing. is isn't something we necessarily need at the yeah. moment. It's something that we can work towards if we find ourselves in a position where that's going to be viable, with, totally. if you see what I mean.
5: Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you should be that way in any, any business that you're acquiring. I mean, yes, it's a football club and, and, and your passions can you know, make you get carried away and so on. But you know, this is ultimately a business. As money goes in, money goes out, and you, know, you have to be a bit sensible. Certainly, professionals around me who, who who might say, "Hang on, Martin, you know, pace yourself," and so on. But there's also a level of investment that when 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 you've got something that appears to, in my opinion, to have been neglected for 30 years, you're you're not gonna you know turn that around with a quick polish and a you know. Fiverr or something but there was a level of corrections a level of changes that I know we needed to make that would cost X amount of money and you're right that's all the short term stuff someone get five or six messages a week or a month saying have you covered the away stand yet well (laughs) um, no because that's that's a that's a medium to long term one I mean would I would I rather you know give 500 grand or 750 grand a coupes or something to get, get a, a good attacking force up front or spend it on that away stand because I'm not going to do both in the first six months um, You know everything has to be measured and you're right and, and, and the way you do it is, is you just you just layer up layer up and bed in, get the results and layer up and layer up and stuff like that I think when it went to the championship probably overachieved a bit quick, got a little bit drunk on it didn't quite know how to manage it, it came back down and, and I would rather we sat a few seasons in in League Two than 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 for example tried to fire straight up to the top and if you don't if you don't bed it in and, and reinvest it, it's it's stepping stones and it's layering it up and and you know, let's think where we were at the end of last season and you know, we we're, we're nearly there in terms of our initial changes and so on, and I think I think it's it's the changes, it's the tangible changes that that the actual fans will enjoy as far as the match they experience goes, rather than any big new sort of, you know, building project or something.
1: We haven't got long left of tonight's show. Steve, um whilst we have got a few minutes, can I just ask what the expectation is um, from, from Oldham this, this season, the new campaign? Obviously, it's, um, it's David Unsworth, isn't it? It's the manager yeah, right. in there now is the, is the expectation to to get in and amongst the playoffs, or even better than that? Yeah,
4: definitely. I think the playoffs is the minimum. Um, obviously, every, every team that goes into the, to the start of the season will probably tell you that the aim is to be promoted. And... Um, I think with the rebuild that the clubs had to undergo in the last uh, sort of 12 months um, I think that's that can that's realistic. I think the owners are realistic in in what they uh, see as the future but uh, yeah, with recruitment and everything that's been going on um, we're definitely looking that way
0: Cur. Can I just ask you, are we going to have any more strikes or not? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll make a few phone calls, Harry, if you want. Uh, but uh, I hope not, mate. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I had to have a go at you. No, can, no, I, no. can I
1: ask Kirk, um, if you don't mind saying, what is your relationship with Paul Hackingbottom, someone you've known a long time? Do you know what? We,
3: we, we play together. We're, uh, we're both from Barnsley. Um, we played at Barnsley Schoolboys together from being fourteen. He did really uh, well
1: at Barnsley, didn't he? When he was was it interim manager, or
3: yeah, he um, he came in after Lee left. He, uh, Lee Johnson left and went to Bristol, and Paul got the job because Lee and Paul worked. He we, we were part of uh, Lee's uh, coaching staff, um, and then I had a season at Darlington. And Paul Paul was the left back at Darlington when I was there for a year. So uh, so yeah. So like I said, I don't I don't get to see him much. Um, you know sending the odd message um to wish him just well just enough
1: just enough to get some tickets no
3: no i've got to pay for it. i've got to be honest I've had to pay for it. i'm devastated but uh, no like i said the method in my madness were just to basically watch the premier league with me with my two little ones uh two kids i no, don't
1: blame you at all don't blame yeah. you at all uh,
3: I, you never know you never know he's, he's got a tough job on his hands to be fair um it's the, the league's unbelievable and the, you know you can't like you can't hide you can't hide anywhere you, you know you've got to uh, You've just got to give it your best, I think. And I don't know what the Sheffield United fans' expectations are, but um, I think I might be looking forward to seeing the Liverpools and Man United come. So, uh, yeah.
1: So, gentlemen, I think we're going to have to call it there for uh, tonight's episode. So, Kirk, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Great to speak to you.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on, and good luck to Martin. And and, uh, I hope it's a good start and uh, a promotion by the end of the season. Appreciate it. And to Steve. And to Steve, yeah.
4: Thanks very much.
1: Yeah. You
3: keep putting that oil of you lay on, mate. You look amazing. <laughs> uh, to, uh, good, luck, good luck, mate. I hope it all goes well. And to you. And to you. Yeah.
1: Steve, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Hope to speak to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks very much for inviting me. As I said, yeah.
4: Good luck. Always look out for Oval's results. So um, uh, here's to a successful season.
0: So Don't much. worry, we we'll should be coming back to you very shortly now to get you on again. That's
4: <laughs> once,
0: once you commit now, that's it, you're on the list. So you'll get a call every week.
1: As <laughs> yeah. I, was I say, go. Martin will tell you, you know, you can't <coughs> get rid of Adie Hopper once you've got his phone number. No.
5: Yeah, especially when he gets very near as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Martin, thank you very much for joining us again. It's very, very good to speak to you.
5: It's always good fun. Appreciate it
1: and a good night from me as well and A.D. Hopper sign us off
0: yeah well thank you all for joining us on football bloody hell and make sure you join us again next week